A Syracuse Sports Center starts now. Good morning, I'm Joe Salzone. The Yankees beat the White Sox 7-0, snapping a five-game losing streak. Lance Lynn threw seven and a third shutout innings, striking out nine. Labor Torres and Neil Walker both hit home runs. The Mets beat the Reds 6-4. Rookie Jeff McNeil went three for four, including a solo homer in the sixth. I'm Joe Salzone. The Daniel Baldwin Show starts now. Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. No, I want to get to the bottom of this. No, it's fine. I want to get to the bottom of this. So Seth writes the updates. It's an update that was half-assed at best. Half-assed at best update. And your explanation was, well, you know, we're kind of giving Seth a bye right now because his grandmother passed, which is very sad. Was he still breastfeeding from his grandmother? or what, no, what? I'm not touching this one. <laughs> You're not going there? No. Wow. No, but, I mean, it would be kind of important to say that Lancelin won his first. It was the first time he ever pitched. Yeah. <laughs> that was I don't of, know. I'm just was, saying. That was kind of neglected oh, in the yeah, update. Yeah. Okay. I think that was all part. Forrest, how are you today? I'm doing good. How are yeah. you? And the fabulous Joe Salzone. I'm great. Thank you. And the fabulous Joe Salzone. Welcome back. Doing fine. Thank you. <laughs> Nodding doesn't work in radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back not, from Long Island. Nodding yep. at me away. So, so Joe, uh, again, I love when I come in and I get like these, the three minutes before we're on the air, these updates, because you have to remember when you're not here, I get the Josh and Pauly version. Mm-hmm. So I said, where's Joe? He's not reading the update. I said, no, no, no. He's in a big, fa- big, by the way, it was called a big family mm-hmm. reunion. Now- was it was it to be a big family reunion? Were they coming in from all over the planet, or uh, all over the planet? I mean, it, yeah, it's it's the one uh, occasion where like the entire extended family is together. So I, I guess it would, you would call it a, a big family reunion. Yeah, is it every four years? We used to do it every four years, the big one. It's every August. Ugh. It's every August. Yeah, every it's, it's usually the first or second weekend of August every year. Wow. Okay, and so. <laughs> Here's here's the play by play. So I, I, yeah, yeah, I took Friday and Monday off because I wanted to make you know long weekend. It's big. It's August. It's big. And it's the only vacation I get this time of the year. Oh uh, yeah. So oh, I, I drive. No, it's it's true. So I, I drive down on Friday. The reuni- a reunion was Saturday. Yes. The reunion I find out when I wake up Saturday morning got canceled because of rain, and I. Was not upset about that. Where where is the the reunion <clears throat> held? York, uh, Yorktown Heights. No, where, is no. it a park or is it? No, it's at uh, one of my cousin's house, and her backyard is literally just a swimming pool. Like there's no, there's not a whole lot of space. Well, okay, but, but, but I'm th- there think- was a lot of debate. The rain canceled something when they have no backyard. Yeah, it's, it's <sighs> there. There was a lot of she didn't want debate. It. Well, no, but what I'm, I'm I'm envisioning myself now. We get together the first two weeks of August, which is going on now. Billy and Alec and so on, and and they rent houses on Scanny Atlas Lake. We've been doing this for years. 
Um, you know, it's kind of who who comes over the course of of like ten days or so. So you know, you might get lucky to catch three, four siblings there at a time, and their kids and our nieces. And but it's kind of a free for all: jet skis, fishing, trash talking, whatever. Um, but I'm imagining that if, if if it's the day of the event, I'm going to like a, a pub downtown to get everybody there to have like you know something. Ours were always at a park. And it was like a barbecue. But I'm saying versus it's yeah. it's off. You yeah. know what I mean? How so, do you cancel it? People came into town for it. Well, I, to be fair, everyone who goes lives within like an hour's drive. So it's not like it's a terrible inconvenience. I had the longest drive. I didn't really want to go to begin with. Uh, I was just happy to see my uh, close family, the extended family. I see once every few Year. years. So it's not. <laughs> no, this would be the first one I've gone to since. Uh, 2010. So, oh, this isn't like a mom-mandated thing where you have to go? Now, when you want a day off, because you mentioned that it was Friday and Monday, Uh when you want a day off, isn't it just as easy to let a little air out of your tire and claim you have a flat tire? I mean, isn't, that pro- isn't that the program? But it's, it's, uh, it's, it, was, it was a nice getaway. It was good to see uh, uh, a couple friends of mine from high school that I had not seen in a long time. Oh, so there's outside the family. This is, uh, so what did you do? To circumvent, so you you you're, uh, you get up, woke up, got out of bed, dreamed a comb across my head, and you're ready to go, and you find out that uh, cousin Mahuvowitz's family has decided that the pool is getting rained on, and we're not <laughs> having my, it. My Jewish <laughs> Italian cousin, yes, yes. Uh, well, uh, Polly, because you're Italian as well. So when with your reunions, were they all day events? Yeah, we just hung out. Yeah. they were at Marcellus Park when we would come into town and visit, and we yeah. would. So he that, goes to Texas Day Brazil. It's an all-day <laughs> night event. That's how our get-togethers are. So it was like, oh, I get a free day when I, I planned on being somewhere for 10 or 12 hours. Now that's off the table. So it was... Uh, so what do you do? You're down there. Do you get to... You said you saw some friends. That's because you know the town and you ran around pubbing it? Yeah. Or what would you do? You did uh, a pub well, crawl. I, I grew up in Bayshore. Yes, of course. Uh, I don't have any family there anymore because uh, my parents live elsewhere mm-hmm. and uh so i i do have a i do have a couple of friends who still live close enough so anytime i go we try to all meet up and and catch up so do you go to a bar and meet everybody a lunch place you're knocking this, on yeah, doors this, you're this, soliciting what are you doing this time it was a bar because it was kind of a last minute like hey i'm free let's do something that's amazing I like see that. my mom in 1990 said no more mm. like all of us could not be in the same place. Now, mom the, was the total matriarch, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, she called it. Yeah, yeah. yeah there was no, there, there was no more. We were not allowed to be all of us in the same place at the same time, and booze was not allowed at events. So your mom didn't enjoy why? Because it just got so raucous. It, it was or? just overwhelming for her. She was just like, yeah, there's too many. It's a lot. It, there's it, a lot that goes much. into it. Yeah, there's someone will end up punching the other one in the face, and you know, it's. Just white trash. They say. <laughs> they say. Yeah, they say. They say that the la- the the person you least want to be when you're telling stories is particularly an alcoholic. The, is the first one to start the story because his story goes, yeah. And then two guys walked in, and you know, the the snot hit the screen, man. We were going at the next guy goes. That's so funny because last week five guys came in, but and then the third guy goes, I had nineteen guys who were guns, who were chains, who were, you know, and and by the time you get through that story, that's what it's like at my house. When my, my mother is the same, she gets overwhelmed by all of it. She'd rather us take her out to lunch 
or do something or, or my come over with the kids yeah. like I did this weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, she does. She can't handle Alec, me, Billy and Steven trying to one up each other. And it's, it's tough. Yeah. She was like, we did it as a surprise one Christmas. We brought everybody in grandkids, you know, siblings. And she was like, never again. You each get a holiday. You can come. You can come and visit me, but don't ever do that. <laughs> you know when you know, well, well let's see, Among, amongst all of us, I'm the only one with a significant other, I think, right now. But when you're with your partner and you absolutely know what they've decided they want to do is a terrifying mistake. <laughs> and, you, and you look at them. And I've had a few of those now. The nanny, by the way, that it was our house is on a plane back to Brazil. Uh, and I said, uh, you yeah, know, this is not the right person. We need like a kid that can run around and keep up with our kids. And no, Robin knew better. And, and uh, we had uh, we had the Brazilian, and she was lovely. And, and she was a friend of Robin's sister, but it didn't work out. But I, I go back to this face. Um, we were visiting my mother, and my mother's holding Robin's hand at this August get together that I talked about with my family. And Robin is one of my mom's little favorites because Robin does her nails and she sits and spends time with my mom. And my mom says, you know, I really wish you would spend more time with me now. And we're in the car. We drove out from L.A. So we're driving home with the kids and Robin hits me in Iowa with, I would really like to spend more time with your mother now. And I said, well, great. You know, we'll come out for Christmas. We'll stay a whole month in the summer. And she went, no, I want to spend more time with your mother. And I went, you want to move to Syracuse? And she said, yes, I think it would be fun for us to spend time with her. She's going to be 90. And, you know, how long is mom going to be around? So I said, okay, you know, if that I go, but are you sure you know what you're talking about? <laughs> My little Boca Raton Jewish princess. I'm like, there's no Bloomingdale's around here and there's no, you know. And uh, we moved way out in Cleveland. And uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's t it's time to look look about going back and forth to Florida, I think. <laughs> so we need to shape this show. Here's my strategy. We need to shape this show into um, Podcast City so that we can move around while we do the show. What do you think, Paulie? I'm in. Don't you think? Because if it's a podcast, yeah. we can remote it. Yeah. So I could be live from Tampa Bay Stadium. I could be, you know, I could be all over the place. Are you telling us you're quitting right now? No. This is not an on-air resignation. <laughs> what was great was uh, I finally got a, re a return text. I think I got like a thumbs up from Ed, uh, the great Ed Levine, owner and power master of uh, Galaxy. Uh, and so I and so Holly is so uncomfortable. My right butthole now. tightens up so much when you start when I talk talking about the great about, one. Yeah, uh, you guys, you know what? I I could never. I could never. <laughs> you and Josh. Work in fear. I could never work in that kind of fear. I, I mean, there's one you, thing to have respect. You haven't worked in radio. Like you can get fired at the drop of a Listen, a I've worked, hat in, I've in, worked in a lot of TV and a lot of movies for very powerful guys, and I respect Ed. He's the, he's definitely the master I, of this ship. I don't know that it's Ed alone. Like it's No matter where you work in radio, you're terrified of the guy who will pull the trigger because they will pull the trigger. Well, you know what? I mean, if I walked out of here and they said we didn't like what you talked about today, I'm sorry, you're fired. Yeah, I'd you go, can go I'd do go, a movie okay. in Saskatchewan. No, I got to go ring up people at McDonald's after that. <laughs> I think you underestimate your power. You're the in-the-know producer, according to the Dan Levitard show. I'd be a, I'd be on the air on iHeart tomorrow morning. So you know, I'm, not, I'm not worried about that. I mean, I, I, I actually, what we have an advantage that we have here is that you usually don't get a guy who's considered a suit to be a con content guy like Ed Levine is. So he understands what you're doing. He gets because he's been in that side of it. 
I don't think you get that as much, you know, as somebody who, who goes, sometimes you have to prove it to him, but he gets it. You know what I mean? He gets what it's like. And he also, you guys were so scared to have him on the air that day. And he got down in front of the mic. He's a great, a great guest. I wanted him to go on with Alec. And he goes, Rrr. and he kind of blew me off. But anyway, so my point was, I've been trying to get a conversation with him about the direction of the show. And, you know, because I think... Levitard's on for two hours. I think we should expand the show beyond an hour. I, I, in an hour's time, I don't think we get enough. We get through enough. Well, it's getting to be that special time of year where ESPN Syracuse goes live and local from basically 10 in the morning to 6 in the afternoon. So I would bring it up with them. I think, no, 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 no. We're not done with my, my idea. No, for so my sake. idea is that if you can listen to Levitard. You almost had the out, Paul. You almost <laughs> had the out. <laughs> He was there, wasn't he? He was, he was he there. He was home safe. He was I, there. But then he had to throw in, well, ESPN goes on, which furthered my dissertation here. So here's my idea. All right. I think we should put together a reel of the stuff that we've done with some of the celebrity guests, because I've stopped bringing celebrity guests on until I know I what can we're tell. doing. Well, I can tell. That's, wow. a, that's a good way to get your product sold. No, I've no, stopped doing this. No, to, no, no, to no, no. I'll tell you what. I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Well, I don't need help with my brand radio, boy. Uh, so, so, so here, here's here, I'm listening. Here's yeah. I wish you'd stop interrupting me so I could get this thought <laughs> out. Um, so, I think we should put together a best of, and we should go to them either in Bristol or wherever because Ed's on the board radio wise. Why couldn't we have a a, a two hour show on in the afternoon then or whatever it is that goes on national? Why couldn't we do that? We're we're absolutely as good and and more informative, I think, in some ways than the Levitard show. I've listened to his show. I'm not impressed. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm just not that impressed. I don't think it's a bad show. I'm just saying I don't think that it's any better than our show. And uh, and no one knows who they are, and they know who we are. So um, it's really fun. It'll be really fun battling. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Bring, bring it. <laughs> All right. I like, I like how you're going. You like how I'm going? Yeah, so we podcast at National on a national ESPN show, which he's doing his show from Miami. He's not doing it from Bristol or yeah. from New York. Well, not 90% of the people that's where, from Bristol. Because that's where it so, so let's do the show from here, a national show. Knocked, we need a bigger, you ever see their studio? I watched him doing this workout. And blah, let's go. Bring it over here. You bother me about a steak? All right. Well, this has been the final Daniel Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> been fun working with you. I'll be back on with Matt Parker. <laughs> Where's Josh, by the way? Is he in Utica? Yes. How about we come back and talk sports? That's a good way to get your sports show national. I need to bitch about talk sports. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Let's talk sports and Urban Meyer right after this. <laughs> Proudly broadcasting to an audience that clearly deserves something better. Boy, you guys are not sucking me into the story at all. I'm I'm just telling you for your own benefit. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. I'm so excited. It's time for... Uh, um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I just can't... um. So what? It's unlistenable radio! You understand me? Daniel Baldwin Show. That's that's uncanny. So I didn't want to go right into So What. I wanted to talk about something. I just noticed this. We're going to talk about it after So What, but... 
harsh. Right. What do you got going on? What's the eczema thing you it's got going on? It's not eczema. It is, is a birthmark. You are. All right, go to so what? Play so what? We're going to talk about freak that. Freak shaming him. <laughs> freak shaming? <laughs> Listen to the guy who's running to the defense of Forrest. You who is out here people. saying that he looked of like he had people. full blown AIDS. You just went on ago. a full rant. You said he had full blown AIDS. Dad. What is said off the air amongst friends is different. You don't. What friend? You have any friends in here? You're such a fraud. You go on a rant about my family. Thank you. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, don't make fun of don't Forrest. Don't say that about Neil Forrest. Neil might, to Forrest. Neil might have the shortest tenure of producer of any one I of these stations. I know, seriously. I'm protecting you on the air. He's protecting your reputation. Just because you're a freak and have some weird skin <laughs> thing going on. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly. a bird mark. All right, play so what? Come on, we'll come back okay, and we'll talk good. about your AIDS. <laughs> Go ahead. Matt Harvey made his first return to New York to face the Mets after being traded to the Reds, where he received a tribute video before the game. What was it for? It was like a thank you, Matt Harvey video. For getting drunk and... I know, seriously. Crushing our hopes like every other Mets player in the history of Mets baseball. <laughs> he hated being a Mets. I don't understand why they why made a tribute video. Why are they giving him video. a tribute video? To be nice. That's like giving you a tribute video. Did they give him a, did they, did they give him a trivia video or a trivial video? <laughs> Which one was it? Tribute. A tribute. I don't get it. So what? So it's it's typical Mets doing something stupid, So, but it's well, so what? It's like they've got to have a reason to bring them even in to watch that team right now. Like, it's so sad. They can't call Tim Tebow up. But thanks for going out and drinking <laughs> the night before you, you pitched, Matt Harvey. Yeah, Is but you got Manny. You know? you got Manny. He's one of my boys. I love him. Go ahead. Joe, what do you think? Don't care. <laughs> Who? <laughs> North Carolina suspends 13 football players for selling school-issued, custom-made Michael Jordan shoes. You know, I I imagine that they had to do something about it, probably mostly because somebody who bought them made us think about it or did something or the size wasn't right and they wanted to return them and the guy went, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but... but uh, I think they, I think it's one of those you have no choice. You yeah, it's, have a, to it's a secondary them. offense yeah. for the NCAA. Some so, of them got like a couple of thousand for selling them. They had a couple thousand dollars for a, one pair of shoes. They're limited that, edition. From what I read, the Jordans. highest amount a player got was twenty five hundred. Oh, good. I'm gonna order ten pairs now. I I'll sell them out for. They're it. losing their quarterback for a game. You know, that's significant. Yeah. How do you that's think Michael Jordan feels? Because he he gave them those shoes. I don't think Michael Jordan cares. <laughs> Forrest. How do I think Michael Jordan feels? I think he'd be saying, so what right Let's now. Let's do a so what. Yeah, exactly. Let's do a so what on Forrest's comments. Um, uh, I think Michael Yeah, I don't think, I think Michael Jordan cares about it. But, but listen, there, there's, that has a huge impact on, on that this team. this season, yeah. You know, their starting quarterback, and it's going to be the first game of the season, I'm sure he's suspended for a game that's going to start. Are they going to appeal it? No, they can't. No, they're appeal. suspended. Yeah. Wow, that's a. Who's Carolina play first game? It's probably, it's probably some, some crap. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They're playing some. I mean, they're not exactly. Uh, oh they, no, they're playing Cal. Oh. So. Oh, they're gonna get squashed by Cal. Now I wonder if that game's gonna go off the board, because not 
you know, who, who not knowing who the backup and, and whether or not he's going to get the necessary amount of reps. I bet she's going to be throwing today, though. <laughs> <laughs> Michael uh, Jordan has lost sleep over this. I, I, I read his, oh, for sure. I read his blog Very last upset. night. <laughs> he was cried himself to sleep over this incident. I heard that Michael Jordan has a cutout of LeBron James, and he plays one-on-one basketball, puff basketball in his bedroom against him every night before he goes to bed. <laughs> Scored on you again. Yeah. Go ahead. Go. Syracuse was recently recently ranked number one in the Princeton Review rankings for schools where students pack the stadium. Really? What yeah. does that mean? Like, wait a second. Wait a second. Students that have you ranked, seen the student section at a football game? I know. First they're, of all, they're had a Clemson, Oklahoma, wait, Auburn, wait, 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 wait. like so many schools. I've gone. You said number one. Number I've one. I've gone to Michigan games. There's a hundred and two thousand people packed this in the is snow. Students, yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is students only, though. Students. Syracuse is one of the most apathetic. I mean, yeah. they, they don't have a huge. It, it, what what's great about them and what John Wildhack, who will be on the show uh, next week, um, has been able to do is is get the community involved quite a bit. Because, you know, when you don't have a professional franchise in a city and you have a major university that's a threat, a power, football, and particularly basketball wise, with what Jim Beheim has been able to do it for this town. Um, you can bring a lot of the community in to watch a game on the weekend, um, particularly when it's one game a week. So football is going to be you know, six times or so, or so they have to pack that stadium. But I've never looked at it as a huge Is this co- all sports? Is it football? Is it basketball? It says where students pack the stadium. So I'm, this is all sports. I think they were drunk when they wrote this. I, I think this is a major problem for Syracuse, is trying to get the, fan, the the students to actually show up to football games. I went to four games last year, and in the four games, I have to say, I first of all, I thought they packed the Dome. I thought it was sold out every game. I, I mean, that's for not football? Be, I thought it was sold out. Oh, no. And no. it's not sold out. Uh, and then number two... I, my question, I think it was to the great Ed Levine. I said, how many students go to school here? Like, because it was, you know, there's the band and then there's, not that there's no presence of the school, but, you know, usually when you go, if you go to a Clemson game, it is packed. Every kid in that college goes to, to watch them play. The, the kids will tailgate, but they're they're not going to the game. They'll they, show up late, get they, bored when they're getting blown out, and leave early. Well, is it because uh, uh, of access to tickets? I mean, no. The, I, I think the no. university does a great job of trying to get them to come. It's uh-huh. just it's not been able to work. And I mean, to the students' defense, it's been the product that's been on the field for over. Exactly. Do we need to sit the 100,000 Asian students down and explain football to them so that that there's a reason why they want to come to the game? No, I I don't even know what what they can do. Winning will put kids back in the seats, and I think we're on that track, hopefully. Hopefully. Is there um, um, preseason projections right now for... uh, Last. They got us dead last Last in the ACC? I, I feel like whoever wrote this article threw a dart at a bunch of school names... After Clemson and, and Miami. Syri- and Syracuse. <laughs> Syracuse was the one they hit, so they had a lie. That is fake news. You know, I'm going to tell you, and we'll, and we'll go into this in more depth, but there is a Cinderella team this year in, in the ACC, and it's Boston College. You better watch out. Yeah, they're good. They could win 10 games this year yeah. easy. Whoa. Hot take. 10 games. And someone get a fire. They, could, win. they could be 10 and 3 this year. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, they're that good. Their running game is going to be unbelievable. Are they not playing Miami? 
I said ten and three, so you know, I mean that that would that that would mean logically, I'm probably expecting them. Not that they can't beat Miami. Not that, those teams that we're talking about would have to play if they have to play them up in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not an easy place to go up there and play with the weather and everything. It gets very cold compared to a team from Miami that's if used you to sp- practicing in seventy five degree weather. If you spilled that take in my lap, I could sue you for burns. That take was hot. Speaking of burns, more about Neil coming up. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, well, cigarette his, burn his, his impetigo, He's got Michael Jackson disease. He's oh been, my god! He's been doing milk baths. Leave the poor kid alone. God, what else you got? So what? <laughs> I'm just hard knocks tonight. Cleveland Browns season premiere. Does anyone care? No. What's Cleveland Browns record going to be this year? Maybe five games. They win five games. What's Maybe. Their, no, no, that's not a prediction. So they win four, three, two. How many did they win? I'll have them go. I'll have them win four. Four. Joe? Three. Polly? One dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take two. I'll, take two I'll say four and 12. I say they win five or more. All right. I'm going high. I think you've all overbid. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. See, that's the story you picked about yeah, the Browns I, and a, not a, Jarvis Landry talking about trying to trade for Odell Beckham. Can we? Can that's we, that's nothing. That's well, because he, he's never in, leaving the yeah, Giants. He's, oh, God, he's yeah. never leaving You're the Giants. Fanboy mode. They're gonna get a contract done before the season starts. Okay. I wouldn't count on that. He's in such demand. If he, he, he think he about deserves the, it. Think about well, the number he could sign with yeah, somebody. That has Look money. how our offense was without him last yeah, year. Yeah. Pay gonna, him then. Give him the money. Um, Paulie sent me a text because I really wanted to believe. I wanted to believe that Johnny Menzel was going to play well <laughs> in his Canadian football debut. Speaking of the the Browns, and he goes up and he throws four interceptions in the first half. He looked yep. absolutely. Now they rushed him in there. He had just gotten up there, but God, he looked terrible. I mean, he threw for he threw for like a hundred yards, but he threw the ball sixty times in the first half or something. It just was awful. Pass he threw got picked. Yep. If it doesn't change by the end of the season, whenever the CFL season ends, then we should be worried about him. I think we should be worried about him. I think we've been worried about him. Well, I don't think you can. Uh, yeah. The problem with bringing somebody in that early, if he's not a seasoned guy, he's been around enough. He's he's listen. He didn't walk into Texas A and M and just take over like that. He got his ass knocked around a little bit. But it's also his teammates around him. They've had such problems up there with the quarterback position. They've played like three guys already this year, and they're in last place. And you know, I think they expected. Even a mediocre bro. If he throw two interceptions or one touchdown, there was something yeah. to cheer for him. But there was like nothing. He was he, he was he really struggled. He made some really bad reads. He threw balls into coverage. I mean, stuff that instinctually a quarterback um, should know. You know, I'm going to probably get Damon Allen to call. I don't know if you guys know much about Canadian football, but Damon Allen is Marcus Allen's brother. Marcus, who was a legendary running back, one of probably the 15 best running backs to ever play in the NFL. Um, and Marcus's brother Damon is probably the most prolific. I think I think he has the record for most total yards of offense of any professional football quarterback in the history of the game. And wow. I mean, and I mean NFL also. He threw for over seventy-two thousand yards in the CFL. I don't believe he's the leader in the CFL anymore. But in total yardage, because of how m- well he ran the ball, 
Um, I think he's uh, he's second in passing yards. Second in passing. But, you got me googling things I never thought. But I'd in total, but, da- <laughs> but, the, but, but Damon's an old friend of mine, and and one of the things that he said that was um, difficult to adjust to is that the wide receivers in the CFL get a running start. So they actually back up to where the quarterback is, and they start to run. And the quarterback calls hike, and they're already running full speed by the time they get to the line of scrimmage. Unlike uh, where our receivers start at the line of scrimmage, and when the ball is snapped, they take off. These defensive backs there have to cover receivers that are running at them already before they're moving. So it's 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 pretty interesting um, how wide open that uh, that offense can get up there, and the field is bigger too. It's longer and wider. So. Uh, I think Manziel has a has a chance. I want to believe in him. I want to see, I want to see him excel. I'd love to see him come back at like a. I think he's got a chance to be a Doug Flutie. Flutie did the same thing. He went up there. He played well. He won a cup, uh, and then he came down. And he had that nice run in Buffalo, um, and and then retired. So I'd like to see that for Johnny. He is uh, number one in passing yards and number two in rushing yards in CFL history. Right, so when you add those yeah, two together, yeah. he's the most prolific Make, total yards. Making of, him the 6,722nd greatest football player of all time. Wow. Why do you want to say that to my, my that friend David Respect in the CFL. So you do, let's see you do it for 18 seasons. I'm not... Uh, 18 years, I think, you better 20. Uh, what's your kicker story? You got one for us? Yep. A man was arrested <laughs> cool. for streaking at a Mariners game and could possibly be deported back to Ireland. Oh, he's a soccer hooligan. Wow. He was playing hacky sack, was he? Is there, yeah. any, is there, more, to, is there more to this story? Like, did he, he was drunk. His did friend, he his friends bet him that he wouldn't do it, and he just did and they didn't think he was going to streak. He basically did that on How his does own. This still happened in 2000. Like, would you ever... All right, in your, in your partying days, partying Daniel Baldwin days, yeah. if your buddies were like, go run on the field, would you do it? I was on the field playing, so no, no. <laughs> no, I'm talking at a pro game, like when you're like no, your hotel room they're, days. They're, they're, yeah, my hotel. Well, there's a great story about me running around the Plaza <laughs> Hotel, but I didn't have a full crowd. Otherwise, I would have flashed more. Um, no, no, I was never that guy that was gonna go running around. I was. I, I've never been streaking. I've never been. I'm not one that you know. I, I had a. We Robin and I were up in Vancouver. And this guy is sitting next to us at this sushi restaurant. The only seats available were at the bar, at the sushi bar. So we sat down, and he had this, you know, pretty girlfriend, and the two of them were talking, Rob and her, around the same age. And uh, it turns out this guy's in the in the film and television business. And so we know some of the same people. We're talking a little bit longer, and she leans over to Rob and she goes, "You guys should come out. We have a I have a house on my own little island." So she's. She's got some island out in, you know, by Vancouver Island, a private island with her home on it. You guys come out. We have the big infinity pool. Come swim. She goes, you know, we just we have a glass of wine. We just take our clothes off and we go. We go. So I'm thinking, oh no, they're they're, 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 they're going for the old switcheroo scheme. This guy's getting way too looking, robbing up and down. Going, hey, you can come for a swim. Um, yeah, no, no, I'm I'm not that guy either. I'm I'm not I'm not streaker, skinny dipper, no. I don't do that. You? Were you the? That's just no. I would never do it at a at a uh, public event. Like, I could I see would, him pulling like I would, a I, Will I, Ferrell. I've gone skinny. Dip that's it. who I see. I, I could see him doing that. I see a Will Ferrell. Come on, I, we're going to the club. Takes I, a couple of shotguns. He's like, we're going streaking. I do have a great skinny dipping story from my twenties, where 
I was running a house with a bunch of friends and my buddy had invited over his family and I didn't know it. So I got home from the bars at two o'clock thinking there was a party in my backyard and it was just my friends. So I took my clothes off in the kitchen and ran down and cannonballed into the into the swimming pool only to get out of the water, like to pop up out of the water and see that my friend's father and mother were standing there and I was butt naked in the deep end of our swimming pool. So How'd that go over? Uh, to this day, she says, so do you still talk to naked people? Naked Polly, the <laughs> call Polly. you Naked Polly. <laughs> so, yeah, make sure you know who you're around before you're taking. Joe, I see a Bayshore nudity story coming. I mean, nothing. No, I wear a full 1920s bathing suit everywhere I go. <laughs> With the suspender ones. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's how I shower. Like a strong man. Uh, sure. Yeah, we, I like that. We are way behind on a break. Let's go to break. We'll be right back. The home of Mets baseball, ESPN 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. <laughs> you get nervous when I start when I start talking that kind of stuff. Can we do a sports show? Wow. <laughs> So, Forrest, <laughs> I'm going to turn my back to you now. So, Forrest, tell me about this rally that was going on uh, for Urban Meyer. So, I guess a bunch of Ohio State fans, like, started a petition, and then they had a rally last night where they had signs. They were chanting some, <laughs> and then Ezekiel Elliott's dad was actually there and went on a whole rant to some inter- in some interview saying, my son came here. And Urban Meyer helped him become a man and made him the player he is today when Ezekiel Elliott was also being his girlfriend at Ohio State. Well, you know, I want to I, I believe that um, what's righteous and, and, and what's right to do is what's going to prevail in these situations. And then I, as I read more and more material and try to get more savvy to it, because uh, this story is going to have many layers, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I read this article, and I'm sad I didn't save it, because he said, it, it, the headline of the article was something to the effect of, do you really think Urban Meyer's going anywhere? Winning is the bottom line. And I turned around, I looked at that, and it caught my attention, and I went, you know what, God, that's so true. That's so true that, that to, to jump ship right now and get rid of Urban Meyer short of having you know, some real definitive evidence that he had major wrongdoing the machine that is ohio state and um and the alumni and the amount of money involved and the tv dollars and both then urban meyer's not going anywhere he's not going anywhere he's right well in today's day and age on college campuses i think you're going to get canned no matter what in uh, ohio state's going to move on Ohio State will be Ohio State with Urban Meyer, without Urban Meyer. Oh, no, 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 no. Ohio State, in the long run, will remain a major powerhouse. But if you think that the disruption of Urban Meyer having to step out now in August as the head coach with a team that plays in three weeks, I believe you're wrong. I believe that that would have an effect. Oh, this season, yeah. Yeah. This this season, season. for sure. Probably in the next two, that would have a rippling effect. But, But more importantly, for me... The reality of reading that article and understanding that this is about dollars and cents, um, he would have to have, what he's accused of doing is that he knew about this coach, the wide receiver coach, 
who had a domestic violence charge or, or, or accusation against him while he was at Florida. He then, something surfaced in 2015, and the question was, A, did Meyer know about it, which I believe now they can prove through messages that he did indeed know about it. The bigger problem is, is that he denied any knowledge of it to the press themselves, and now he can be proven to have lied. So that, now that, was, the, that was where we were a couple of days ago. Now it comes out that he actually, you know, that there's going to there, there's going to be some finagling of the wording of this and people that are going to jump to his now he's got supporters saying, "Well, no, really, he told his wife, who told his uncle Connie's next-door neighbor's daughter's nephew, and she said he said and, and he's going to finagle his way out of this." Now, does the university have to do a slap on the wrist kind of thing? Um, was this actually more of a Bayheim situation where you know, he's going to receive some type of suspension. You're, you, you can bet your bottom dollar Jim Beheim did not know about that situation, but it mm-hmm. happened under his guard. So when you're in that room and you're the head coach, let, let's, take, let's take what's closer to home. Let's take Coach Beheim. If you think for one minute Jim Beheim isn't an honest guy, you're out of your mind. He's an honest guy. He means very, very well, and he wants to follow the rules of the NCAA. That I can promise you about this man. Um, his integrity is unsurpassed, as is his wife's. So you look at that, and then you say to yourself, is there a guy who's coming up the ranks that's on the coaching staff that wants to look good in those rooms in front of Coach Beheim, who may have bent a rule? Now, did he bend the rule and call Coach up and ask him if he could do it? No. Did he maybe do something that's outside the scope or, or, or is questionable or outright is wrong? He might have, and Jim Beheim is the head coach at that time. And sadly for Coach Beheim. He has to endure. I'm going to take you know wins off my record. I'm going to do, when he didn't really do anything, but it happened under his watch. Mm-hmm. He understands as the head coach that that's the way the cookie crumbles in this situation with the NCA. It's very sad and it's unfortunate that his reputation should take any kind of a hit because anybody that knows him knows that he's not that man. But when it happens under your watch, that's way different in that than the situation we're talking about here. This is. Did this coach know? Did he actually have knowledge? Because if Coach Beheim finds out something happened, well, he'd be foolish, and I think Coach Beheim knows. He'd be the first one to report it to the university or whatever. He'd be on the phone with, with Wild Hack or whatever, saying, hey, I might have a situation here. I didn't know about it. But at this time and this date, I got wind of it. So, and, and that's how he protects himself, by being forthright, and, and, and Coach knows that. I think that what we're talking about here is whether Urban Meyer, this is a, you know, a Richard Nixon thing, you know, they broke into the Watergate Hotel. Are you going to cover it up or are you going to say, yeah, these guys did this under my watch and I'm sorry and find out what sanctions you're going to receive? It, it sounds to me like Urban Meyer had knowledge about this for some time and did not act on it right away. Although it, it appears now, Paulie, we were talking about this yesterday, that he did indeed report it. He did so. That's going to yeah, that's bo- what he's claiming in yeah. Florida, that, right? So, so it it that will bode well for him that he has decided to go ahead and 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 report this, and he has a record that he reported it. the The point of the entire conversation for me was, I don't think, no matter what happens now, after watching the way the the wind is blowing on this one, I don't think Urban Meyer is going anywhere. He may receive a small suspension, a game or two, but. He's not going. He's not leaving Ohio State. And if he did report it, his biggest crime will be that he lied to the media about it. Yeah. You know, he tried to hide it. You know, so, and but they, if he reported it, then 
So what and, if he lied to the media? And, and the other thing that he has that he can that, that he's going to probably play on. You'll watch as this again this the layers of this come out. He didn't want to throw this guy under the bus and make that suggestion and end his coaching career without having there be full disclosure of what happened. You know, if you're if some some girl says you you inappropriately touched her or a sexual harassment thing happens here at the office. You don't think that I'm going to turn around and say, well, Paulie's on suspension right now because he's suspected of sexually harassing. Once your name is associated with that, yeah, it sticks. You know, that's, that's yeah. stick, and that's damaging to your whole career. So uh, you watch, Meyer's going to say, hey, the, the, uh, the jury was still out. We didn't know yet. We'll be back after this break with a little more of The Big Show. Hey now. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey, thanks to our friends at Cam's Pizzeria. This hour of the Daniel Baldwin Show is brought to you by Cam's Pizzeria. Let's do a show from Cam's. I've been saying that. Let's get Tony in there. He's coming in uh, pretty soon to bring us another chicken bacon ranch pizza yes. because of Bacon Fest. He's going to be at Bacon Fest, and that's uh, one of his products. You know what he has that are really good, too? What? You ever had his wings? No. Oh, his wings are lovely. He has lovely wings. <laughs> He's on the wings of love. All right, big show tomorrow. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up from here for that's now. It. That's it? You just want to wrap it all up? That's how it goes, dude. We're out of time. I know, but I'm long-winded. i got things to say. I know you are. I've got the laid laws at the house. Do you remember infamous uh, Olympic wrestler Alec Laidlaw? No. S- super <laughs> super judge and attorney Angela Laidlaw from Westland, uh, no. Oregon. Ten seconds. Yeah. They're here at the house getting ready for the Baldwin International Fishing Festival. The Bassmasters. Five seconds. Five seconds. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back tomorrow. God bless you.